the following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. My name is Dave Canyon. go. <laughs> thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. Welcome to the Dumbcast, everybody. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. Hello, dum-dums. Here I am in my porta potty. My porta potty, the dumb-mobile. Um, yeah, we are southbound on the New York State Thruway. It is 822 Sunday morning, November 13, five days after the 2016 presidential election uh, is over. It's over. There's been a winner. It's been confirmed. And it is Donald J. Trump. And the world has gone nuts. <laughs> Absolutely out of its mind. Maybe not the world, but like Portland for some reason. Portland has picked up the going nuts mantle. They said, oh, what are we doing? Eh, I'm not doing it. Wait, I know. Let's go nuts. <laughs> let's, let's act as if the world is over. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't want, you know, I never wanted this to be a political show because I know that I don't know anything about politics. I just know what I think I know. But I'm willing to admit that I'm willing to, you know, to, I'm, I'm willing to say that I think I know. But I don't know anything. And neither do you. Most of you don't. Because if you did, you probably wouldn't be listening to the show. Or maybe you just want to listen to the show for fun. This show is for fun. Anyway, it is Sunday, November 13th. I am southbound the New York State Thruway. This is the fastest podcast on earth. Dumbing it down with Dave. Dumbing it down with Dave.com. Dumbing it down with Dave at Yahoo.com if you want to email me. And the tweet address, the Twitter, is at DumbWithDave, which I don't really utilize. But I got to get there. So I got to keep on mentioning it. And um, it is um, it is a, a, not such a sunny day just now. It's, a, it's a cloudy. What do you care? But I just like to describe it because I'm in a car. I'm really like, as far as I know, the only podcast that is done in their car uh, going to and from work uh, you know, during their commute. So uh, I do this during my commute. So maybe you can enjoy your commute just a little bit better. Uh, and there's a reason why I said that, um, because that's something I said in my very, very first uh, episode, which I'm going to review at the end of this uh, podcast, um, with a couple minutes to go, and uh, I'm going to call it. I'm calling it "Dumbing It Down with Dave" or "Diddwd Dumbing It Down with Dave minus 40," because this is episode 41. Wow, 41. We're 4.1 tenths of the way. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Towards 100. Yeah, we're 4.1 tenths of a way. Of the way. I think so. I think that's how it comes out. Because 4.1 times 10 would be 41. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm 4.1 tenths of the way to 100. That's the, almost half. So, um, uh, I did a little math there for you, folks. The, that is probably the most educational bit we've done so far. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to review my first episode, uh, which is... Uh, Okay, I'll, 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 it doesn't really matter. We'll talk about it later. So this show, I think I'm going to call um, Perspective or Perspectives. No, it's Perspective. Perspective, Protests, I don't know, President-Elects, and the Past. How about that? Yeah, 
Let's just give it a, a temporary name for now. I'll decide after the show, uh, after the 30 minutes are up, what I'm going to actually call it. But so it doesn't matter. You're listening to it anyway. So what's the difference? Why am I telling you what I'm going to call it? I used to tell you what number it was, which we now know is episode 41. But, um, you know, that's what I'm going to call it. Because I'm going to think I'm going to cover those op- those topics. Perspective, not perspectives. Yeah, perspective, it is in the singular. Perspective, president, uh, protests, president-elects. <laughs> that's in the plural for some reason. And then um, the past. Anyway, so a little somber news at the beginning of the show. Uh, so I've been mentioning my buddy uh, Mark, who's a, a, a listener, uh, although he's fallen behind in the episodes, uh, and a commenter. Uh, not so much an emailer anymore. He was the first emailer, and uh, but he has been commenting. He talks to me on the phone. He's been giving me some good reviews on the phone, but I can't really share them with you because they're not on paper. Like, they're not official. So I could just be making that up. I could also be making it up if I, I could say to you, Oh, people are emailing me from all over. Wow, this show is a major success. I probably should do that, right? I should just be like constantly, oh, wow, I can't believe the ratings I'm getting. Not the podcasts get ratings. But, oh, my, the statistics that I'm getting from from uh, Libsyn and, uh, and and Stitcher and, and Google Play and iTunes. I'm number 20. I'm number 10. I should, I should just be saying all these things. Who would look it up? Who would care? I should just lie. I should lie like a politician. But um, I'm not doing that. I'm being very honest. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> and I don't really care anymore. But uh, Mark is a listener and a commenter, and so is Todd. Todd is a, is a listener and a commenter of mine. These are both uh, buddies of mine. Uh, one, I talk on the phone more because uh, he lives in Mobile, Alabama. And the other one, I, I've seen a little bit recently because we're both... Uh, now own motorcycles and uh, we've, we took a, a couple of rides together and um, and he's commented as well uh, but I, I forgot to print out the comments and read them to you on the air but we'll get to it if I don't get to it now not, I won't get to it today but if I don't get to it now I'll get it at uh, DW, DIDWD which is the Dumbing It Down With Dave minus 40 uh, review uh, that I do at the end of the show um, and the purpose of that will be to bring you up to speed you know if you wanted to go back to the Origins of the show. And we'll talk about it later. So, anyway, here's some somber news. And uh, I hope it leads to something else and leads to something else because uh, I want to cover all those four things they mentioned. So, uh, we have mutual friends, uh, Todd and I. Uh, uh, you know, uh, his wife knows my wife. And, um, and uh, you know, it's a small community and we all know each other, kind of, you know. So, uh, one of our friends, one of our mutual friends has a, a son, a young boy. I, I don't know his age. I thought he was like 8 or 10. Apparently, he's like 14 or 15 now. I don't even know. But um, he uh, he's had cancer in the past, and uh, we thought he was in remission. He's had all these different treatments and all that. I don't know the specific type of cancer, if there is one. I don't know the details. I don't think it really matters you know, to you, to the story. But he, he had it. We thought he, he was done. I mean, as far as I know, I'm not really all that involved. I'm not really all that tight with the people involved. You know, my wife is more than I am. Uh, and I have a horrible memory anyway, so if I knew, then I don't know anymore. It, it's irrelevant. So he had it, he got rid of it, and now he has it again. It showed up in his blood the other day. He took a blood test, and now he's back in the hospital, and I guess he's going to get a bone marrow donation from his older brother because they have a match. Or, I don't know how that all works. But anyway, so that's serious. And uh, we're starting off the show with that. I'm not going to talk about it much, but I will talk about this, that you know, Todd texted me, and said, hey, you know, did you hear about so-and-so? He's got cancer. He's, you know, whatever, you know, he's got it again. And I said, yeah, it's very sad. And he said, 
yeah, kind of, I don't know the exact text. I guess I could look it up if I wanted to. He said uh, that it puts things into perspective. And I forgot what I responded. I probably said, yeah, it does or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know what I said. But I tell you what I was thinking. What I was thinking is, yeah, I guess for most people, it does. It does. It, of course. Any hardship puts things in, into perspective if you allow it. You know, if you let it be. If you go, yeah, you know what? That kind of, you know, that makes me think about these other things I'm involved in. You know, sort of how uh, is futile the word? How ridiculous or how silly or how not important? I thought these things were important, but they're not really that important. Uh, so this will kind of lead me into president-elect and protests. Protests and the president-elect and all that other stuff. And then into the past. Um, I feel like I'm a walking perspective machine. And I think this is a reason why people have a hard time getting along with me. Or I have a hard time getting along with them. Because, you know, let's go back a ways with me. Uh, my parents are deaf. Uh, I don't say it for any, you know, for anything except as a matter of fact. Because, you know, I'm a pragmatic. You know, the show is about uh, pragmatism, which I have to look that up. Uh, I, 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 early in early episodes, I say prag, uh, pragmatism and then pragmatism. I think it's pragmatism, not prag, pragmatism. Oh, there goes another deer. Oh, by the way, the thruway, the New York State thruway, is littered, littered, littered with deer carcasses all over. It's just they are in a rut, supposedly, which is another word for heat, and they are running everywhere. And I saw a car hit a deer the other day at 66 miles an hour, head on, boom, right alongside my truck. Oh, it was unbelievable. What a sight. Anyway, that's, that's some gory details there, but... It's, if you're on the New York State Thruway, and I don't know what deer are like in the rest of the country, so that's why I'm mentioning it to you now. It's November 13th. Chances are every November, which is kind of true, because I know my friend goes hunting during December or, or, or for turkey, you know, during Thanksgiving, I guess, right? So bow and arrow, guns, I don't know what he does. But um, I know it's always about this year, this time of the year, where the New York State Thruway is littered with carcasses. I mean, just disgusting, obliterated deer all over the place so my parents are deaf so when you grow up with deaf parents and if you grow up I'm sure with any handicap situation any handicap situation your handicap their handicap somebody's handicap you know you're handicapped physically you're handicapped uh, financially you know it puts things in perspective now am I saying Todd doesn't have things in perspective no he does he's the same guy uh, and he involves himself in, in, in real things, in material things, or, you know, uh, 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 family things, he's, he's a good man. And uh, he, he was right for saying that. I mean, he's not wrong for saying that. He doesn't know, really, all the details of my life. Uh, I'm just using him as an example because he actually said it. So I try to draw from real life when I do this uh, dumb cast. But I feel like I am a walking perspective machine. And combine that, you know, perspective with... Uh, pragmatism, being pragmatic, and always searching for the truth, you know, and being okay with that. Um, I'm not looking for th- frills. I, I don't, you know, I got I got a motorcycle, but you know, I'll, I'm not going to dress it up. I could, it would be okay. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I, I'm really grasping for straws. I don't really want to own a motorcycle. I really want to go go kart racing or auto racing. I really want to. That's been like a, a childhood ever since I can remember, but. It's very hard to do that financially, and it's also, I don't know how to technically make a, a race car work. I don't know how to make a go-kart work. 
I had a plan a couple of years ago, but uh, the money that I uh, that I thought I was going to have uh, was diverted to the renovation of my house. It's a big story in my life. Instead of taking this money from a part-time job, which was a substantial amount of money, especially for part-time, I can tell you it was about 350 to 500 a week. 350 to 500 a week. You could really do some serious go-karting. You really can. Um, and I was supposed to put my son in the cart, and we couldn't because I met Jack, um, my, my contractor friend, although he doesn't like to be called a contractor because he doesn't work with contracts, so I call him the agreer. He says, yeah, well, okay, you can call me an agreer. Not that anybody knows what an agreer is, you know, to agree. We agree to do this. Um, so that's really like the number one lifelong ambition of mine is to do that. And I don't know if I want to do it forever. I you know I want to do it for like a whole season. I want to know what it's like to do a whole season of either go-kart racing or or uh, auto racing. Now, go-karting, when you when you people hear that word, uh, that phrase, and you, you don't know anything about auto racing or whatever, it sounds like, what do you want? why don't you just go to the amusement park? No, this is, I'm talking about real professional go-kart racing. The uniforms, the boots, the helmet, the gloves, the, the high-speed engines, the curves, the, the whole thing, the passing, the competition. And I'm not really all that competitive, really. I'm competitive with myself. I don't care if I win or lose. I just want to do it. I just want to do it. I don't even care if I win or lose. I just want to do it. And I want to know that I can consistently do it for a whole season. You know, 10 times, 15 times. I don't, I don't know because, you know, go-kart racing is weekly. If I had the money or the time, I'd love to do it at twice a week at two different tracks. Anyway, that's neither here or there. But... Um, so I got the motorcycle. I got other things in my life that are going on. The podcast, this podcast, which is not a lifelong dream of mine. I used to do stand-up comedy. Not really so much a lifelong dream, but I always thought I did well at it and I could do well at it. And um, I was doing well when I stopped. I was making some money and things were going okay. I was a little lazy, like most comedians are or some comedians are. But anyway, I had to stop and I did the right thing by stopping because I took care of my family. And now my family's better off for it. Anyway, I like to get physically fit. I like to get into you know, run that marathon, run that half marathon uh, or marathons. You know, I like to get, you know, lose a lot of weight. I like to get muscular. When I was a kid, I saw Jim Brown in a movie. Was it called? The, it wasn't called The Great Escape. It wasn't called The Dirty Dozen. It was a movie where he escapes from prison in a tunnel. I don't remember. You got to look up uh, Jim Brown's IMDb. I'm pretty sure it was Jim Brown, and he he crawls out of this hole. And look at this guy with his muscles. And I said to my father, I was in the back of the car, that we were at the Sunrise Drive-In in Sunrise, Long Island. Valley Stream, I'm sorry. We were in Valley Stream, Long Island at the Sunrise Drive-In. And I said, oh, Dad, I want to look like that. Because, you know, they used to say to me, eat your spinach and make it big and strong. Eat this and make it big and strong. And I used to watch Popeye. So I wanted to be big and strong like Popeye. So I pointed out to my father, I wanted to look like Jim Brown. And my father said, well, then you got to, you know, eat your food and be big and strong. Because I was a very picky eater, I guess. I also had chapped lips. And I couldn't eat anything that was saucy or spicy. Everything, All my pastas had butter. You know, I, I just constantly had chapped lips. Constantly. It was terrible. You should see my childhood pictures. I look like a, uh, I don't know, a street-dwelling immigrant uh, in a foreign country where the water has feces in it or something. I don't know. Anyway, so perspective. How did I go from a child uh, having cancer again to this? Well, I'm just saying... I keep things in perspective, I, I think, for the most part. Uh, but I didn't say that to Todd. Yeah, I already have perspective. I mean, that would have been a really douchey thing to say. What? No, not me. I already have I already have perspective. But it's true. 
these these horrible things that happen do put life in perspective. And I'm sharing that with you because maybe it'll put your life in perspective if you aren't already a walking perspective machine like myself. Is this a record-setting day for the word perspective? Yes. If somebody was keeping a total, today would be the day that perspective would win. This would be a record-breaker. So, if Hillary Clinton had won the election on November 8th of 2016, which I'm being very honest with you, I think I mentioned it in episode 40, I, I, uh, I podcast, you decide, that was the name of it. I podcast, the letter I, I podcast, you decide. What I talked about the news stations, about fair and balanced, and we po- we uh, we report, you decide, all that baloney. Um, so, I sat in my truck last week on my way to Syracuse and Rochester, New York, trying to find stations that would give me a clear signal to listen to the election, and I really sat there prepared for Hillary to win. I even predicted Mark can vouch. I wish he could send me an email or comment on uh, one of these uh, uh, shows. I say, yes, Dave did in fact say back a year and a half ago, two years ago, when Hillary Clinton formally announced her candidacy, Dave Canyon said, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, this is the future president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. Because it, it was such a done deal. It was, it was, you know, I, I didn't care that Jeb Bush was thinking about running. I just knew what I knew of him, that this, there was no way this guy was going to beat Hillary. It just wasn't going to happen. Uh, the Clinton machine is too powerful. It's just too amazing. Although it didn't get her elected in 2008, she lost to Barack Obama, but that was a whole different story. I mean, Barack had that agent of change. He had that, that thing. He inspired uh, a lot of people to come out and vote that normally wouldn't vote, which is the black vote. From what I understand, from what I've heard, he really energized that vote, the minority vote, the black vote, whatever, the Hispanic vote. These people who had not had anybody who remotely looked like them running for president, uh, I guess, it's, well, Jesse Jackson and Shirley Chisholm. But it's been a long time. I don't know if Jesse Jackson activated the vote, um, energized the, his, uh, the minority vote. That's an interesting... Nobody's been talking about that as far as I know. I'd like to know how well Jesse Jackson did. I think he came pretty close. Maybe not. I don't remember. I don't think he got the nomination. I don't think he came out of the convention with a nomination. I don't remember. Maybe you guys do. I don't really care. But I know that he was a colorful character. And I just wonder if he did a better job or not as good. If, you know, Barack... Well, listen. Here's my take on Barack Obama. This is what I ask people. When they're talking about being liberal, talking about being open-minded talking about, oh, I voted for Barack Obama. Okay, let me ask you something. For those people, would you have voted for Barack Obama? And by the way, for those of you who didn't vote for him, think about this question. Do you think anybody would have voted for the same Barack Obama, the same voice, the same shirt and tie, the same attitude, everything the same, if there were two other conditions that were different than he is now or 2008? Do you think anybody would have voted, and if you did vote for him, do you think you would have voted for him if Barack Obama had an afro, you know, like a, like a Wyatt Cenac, uh, do you know who that is, stand-up comedian afro, or, you know, like a Dr. J afro, or if he had a flat top, like that rap, what was that, the Gap Band, whatever, one of those bands, or if he had cornrows, do you think white America would have voted for a guy with an afro or cornrows? Same guy, same uh, policy, same perspective, 
same views, same opinions, same Oprah appearance, same everything, same wife, future presidential candidate Michelle Obama. Do you think anybody would have voted for him? I bet you it would have been a lot less. I don't think white America is ready for an Afro in the White House. Yeah, they got a black guy in there. I think that's great. Listen, I was all for. I voted for him in two thousand and eight. Would I have voted for me? I had an Afro. I would have voted for for Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if I voted for Jesse Jackson. And Jesse Jackson doesn't didn't come across nearly as positive, you know, uh, as um, he was a little bit more radical, a little bit more militant. I think I don't remember. So don't say so Dave, you're wrong. He was, I don't remember. I was very young then. But I think uh, Barack was an, uh, Barack Obama was an agent of change, and he energized that vote, that whole black and minority vote. But I think cornrows or an afro, he's out. That ain't happening. Because I don't think he really has... He doesn't have an afro, right? I, I've never really stared at his head, but his hair doesn't really get too crazy. Oh, what's that other comedian? Um, I just, uh, Kumar. Kumar Bell. Bell. I don't, uh, William A. Kumar Bell. Whatever his name is. They used to have a show on FX. Yeah, there's... There's no way. <laughs> this guy, any afro at all, I just don't see it happen. I don't think even Ben Carson has an afro. Does he? Whatever it is, he keeps it tight. Keeps it tight. Anyway, I just don't think it would have happened. So Hillary lost to him. Uh, and I really thought he was. she was going to win this year. I really thought this. It, that's it. She's paid her dues. She did Secretary of State, Senator of New York. She's going to get it. And when that first tally came in, Oh, when I heard on the radio, it was 33 to 3. She had like, uh, she had Maine. No, not Maine. Uh, she had Vermont for three uh, delegates or three electoral votes, whatever you call it. And uh, Donald had like three or four, whatever. Whatever he had, it had 33. I was like, 33 to 3? Wow, what a big lead. Well, all it takes is one state to wipe out that lead. So I figured that's it. You know, he's not going to he's not gonna do anything else. And he kept on going and going and going. And you know the rest. And I, I still don't think uh, they closed Michigan. I don't know if they uh, they called it. I don't know if they called it. But he might actually go over 300. And then they talk about a mandate. And I don't really know what that is. A mandate. I don't know why a certain vote makes a mandate. I don't know. Is there a rule about that? Or are they just talking? Like, oh, yeah, if he gets all this number, there's a mandate. Like, I know what a mandate is, but I'm not sure how we, we're using it in this context. I'm going to have to look that up, what a mandate means in this context. I don't know. You know I don't know. I just don't know. Okay, so let's move on. Um, so I was just as, I was just as surprised, just as surprised that Donald J. Trump won the election as anybody else. I'm not disappointed, and uh, frankly, I'm a, I'm a little bit relieved. But at the same time, like I said in uh, in uh, if I didn't say it in I uh, in episode 40, I said it in episode 39. It doesn't really matter. Uh, what matters to me is the amount of money I make. And the more money I make, the happier I will be. And that actually works for me. And I think it works for 99% of the American population. They just forget about it. It doesn't matter what they do on the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter what amendments do or do not get overturned or changed. It doesn't matter uh, all these programs and policies and uh, all this, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ, ABCD, you know, uh, their rights, the marriage rights, abortion rights. None of this. Every little thing that you've been hearing about. Uh, Iran, Iraq, uh, Isibian, the Libyan uh, refugees, immigrants safe zones, safety cities, harbors, all that crap. Free trade, not free trade, you know, NAFTA, PPP, TTT, go on and on and on with all these issues every day. Balanced budget and all this crap. Ain't making a difference. Certain things, yes, I know I'm naive. Certain things will make a difference. But for the most part, not so much. Just go make money. Go money, go make money, pay down your debt, 
buy things that are, are important. Spend time with your family. Spend time with yourself. Everything will be all right. Try meditating for 10 minutes a day. You'll feel better. I got to get back to that. So, but if Hillary had won, the point is, if Hillary had won, I'd be like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, he won. She won. Uh, and uh, this is the way it is. Let's move on. I felt that way in 2012. Uh, 2008, actually, I, you know, I didn't feel victorious. I went, oh, look, the guy I voted for, he won. Uh, I would have been okay if McCain had won. Uh, I had to be okay when Bush won, the, the last one, who we all kind of, I guess, agreed uh, wasn't really on top of it, you know, uh, uh, brilliance-wise. And then Dan Quayle, what was that What was that guy all about, the Dan Quayle guy? No, no. Oh, that was the other Bush, wasn't it? Which one was Dan Quayle with? He was with somebody. Because Cheney had this last Bush. Cheney was the VP, right? So where did Dan Quayle come in? He came in with the other guy. Oh, yeah, he the, the other Bush only did one term, right? Where? He got beat by Clinton, right? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so, Quayle, that was funny. Uh, so it, it doesn't matter to me. And I, I certainly wouldn't have been rioting. I certainly wouldn't be protesting. And I certainly wouldn't be doing damage to property, public and private. I certainly wouldn't be killing anybody. I certainly wouldn't be yelling into the microphone of a newscast, you know, hey, uh, somebody's going to die. Somebody has to die. I wouldn't be inciting all this violence. And I definitely wouldn't be buying into this rhetoric or whatever it is that's being said and uh, and these professional riot makers. I mean, we all saw the videos of the... Uh, that uh, company that was hired, those people that were hired to incite violence at Trump rallies or whatever and make it look bad. These guys got paid to incite these uh, these incidences. I, I wouldn't pass the DNC, the Democratic uh, National Convention or Congress, whatever they call it, the DNC, to, uh, to, to incite violence again. Why are we protesting? He's been in office, not yet. <laughs> He's been in office a total of negative 30 some odd days. Crap, 26 minutes in. I only got four minutes to go. Uh, so it's ridiculous. Stop your protesting. Don't you got stuff to do? By the way, who's got all this time? What time do you... What, you must be unemployed or you're an actor, or which is another way of saying unemployed. How do you have time for protesting? And why Portland? What is, what is that? All, why not? Well, I think they're protesting in other cities too. But I really always wonder, like, who's got time? Don't you got kids to take care of? Don't you have a PTA meeting? Don't you have a varsity or JV football game to go to? Don't you have groceries to pick up? Don't you have laundry? Don't you have a yard? Don't you have leaves to rake? Don't you have maintenance to do somewhere? Don't you want to watch TV? <laughs> What's with all this protesting? Give the guy a chance. Uh, uh, we, we must reject the president-elect. Okay, it rhymes. Good for you. That's nice. You know, that's not bad. It's not in the top ten of things to say. And the other one, uh, he's not my president. We don't, whatever. We don't recognize him. What are you talking about? Listen, he won. And these people are out of their mind. <laughs> it's just crazy. And you're wasting your time. How conducive is that to making anything better? What do you think? You're going to overturn the results? You think we're going to do a do-over? Time out. Do-over. We're not playing stickball in the middle of the street in Brooklyn or Manhattan. This is the election. It's over. Nobody's even screaming of corruption. They're not saying that this is a rigged election or anything like that on either side. They're just not happy. They're not happy. They're delusional. And they're losing the... They're, I was going to say the S word. They're losing their, their stuff and they're out of their minds. And, they, and they, you're stopping traffic on the uh, Pacific Highway, we call Highway 101 in California. You're stopping traffic. You're killing people. You're causing damage. You're stop, what is this? And then you, it's not bad if you do it one day. You go home, get some sleep, and come back the next day. 
You got that much energy? You're going back for seconds? Don't you? You really? You must really be disregarding so many things in your life. And that's what I'm interested in. Not in what they have to say, but what they're not doing in, in lieu of, pro, uh, in lieu of uh, what they're supposed to be doing, they're protesting. What, what are you not doing? What's not getting done? What is your life? What are those people's lives like? Where do they come from? I'm really curious about the life of a person who decides to go out in the streets and make a spectacle of themselves and, 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 and create damage and, and havoc. All right. Jesus, I'm not going to get to it. All right. Um, President-elect, so there you go. Trump, I don't know. Let's see who he uh, puts in the cabinet. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, just got to give him time. Uh, seems like the transition is going well, although Hillary did make a remark that I didn't appreciate. I don't remember what it is now, but it has something to do with she's concerned with the people of the United States not being able to walk the streets safely and without fear. Some crazy comment, which is alluding to the fact that somehow she still thinks that Donald Trump incites violence, which I don't. And I don't think he's a racist. I don't think he's anything except a guy who really wants to fix America. And uh, I guess that's the way I think because I'm not college educated. According to the pollsters. Okay, 60 seconds to go. Um, all right, episode one. Uh, what is it called? I don't even know what it's called. But um, it's uh, it's episode one. Dumbing it down with Dave uh, uh, in previews, I think it's called. Episode one. Uh, I refer to... Uh, uh, do you like origins? You like those superhero origins? Origins? Well, that's what this is. Here's the origin. You're going to hear the origin. And you're going to hear how this is not even the first episode one. It's about the tenth episode one. Oh, maybe the fourth. I had a lot of issues with creating episode one. So... Go back to Dumbing It Down go on the Spreaker app or on the website, DumbingItDownWithDave.com, all right? And you'll hear episode one if you want to start. This is Dumbing It Down With Dave minus 40. D-I-D-W-D minus 40. All right, don't forget Pipe Dream, Pipe Dream, ComedyPipe.com. Listen to them. The mileage report is 220,081 miles. Goodbye, good day, good night, good luck, good riddance, Godspeed, and great skills.